deal. In Ephesians 5, Paul tells us, he says, imitate your father and everything. Uh, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you're his dear children. So the encouragement is this. God wants you to imitate him because he loves you, you're his child, and he knows that his plan is the best for you. How do we imitate him is the next part. Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, which was pleasing to God. What does that mean? It means he put us before him. It doesn't mean you have to get nailed to a cross. It doesn't mean you have to be crucified. It doesn't mean that always. God may call you to lay your life down for somebody, but obviously not for their salvation because you can't save anybody. Only Jesus could. However, laying it down might be if you're a father, a mother, maybe you need to set aside what you want to do to help your kids with their homework. As a husband, maybe it's not going golfing with your buddies on the weekend so that you can spend time with your family and show them that they're valuable and you love them. Maybe maybe if you're uh, a wife, maybe it's not going and doing whatever you had planned with the girls because your husband needs to spend time with you and know that you love him. Whatever it is, maybe it's you want to buy this neat new toy, but you know your neighbor uh, lost their job and they need some financial help and you could offer it. Maybe it's you want to go do this fun thing, but you know that this this person down the street they really need some help uh, with their garden or their yard or you know some other work that they can't do. God is saying, Paul is saying, you're a child of God. God loves you. He thought you worthy of it all. Jesus loved you enough that He said, "Hey, if there's another way to get this done, uh, whew, please take this cup away, so I don't have to get crucified. But if there's not, your will be done. I'm with you." Like, I'm going to follow you, God. Jesus, I want to encourage you with this. God loves you. Jesus loves you enough to lay his life down for you. Jesus, in spite of God knowing who we would be, right? Jesus gave his life up thousands of years ago before we were even born. But here's the deal. He knew all the ways we would walk away from him. God knew us before he formed us in our mother's womb. He knew who we were. He knew that we would or wouldn't follow him. He knew when we would walk away from him when, like Paul says, when we were still his enemies, Christ died for us. So God knew who you would be, who I would be, and the mistakes that we make, and he still said, you're worthy of my love. And Jesus said, I agree. Knowing that, there's, there's, the, there's the encouragement. You're worthy of it. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, no matter what lies someone has told you about who you are and what you're not worthy of and whatever else, no matter if you, if you lived a life like, like me growing up where you know I watched my dad treat love like a transaction and discard people who didn't treat him the way he wanted to be treated, uh, no, no matter what you've grown up in, what you've been told, what abuse you've suffered, what lies you've been told, you're worthy of love. And you are loved. Now, here's the challenge. What are you going to do about it? All Jesus asked in return for dying for you and me was that we become disciples, a devoted student of who he is. And it's amazing to me, you know, I know if somebody was like, hey, I want you to die for me. I feel like I would want a little more from them than, hey, by the way, learn about who I was after I died. Learn about who I am. But what's beautiful is that I believe that Jesus knew if we would just commit to becoming a devoted student of who he is, that we would realize that the way he lived and taught us to live is the best way to live. See, go and make disciples. Jesus didn't say go save people. We can't. 
I can't die for you and save you from hell, which is why Jesus already did it. But just because we got a ticket out of there doesn't mean we got a ticket into there. See, following him is the way to the best life here and in the age to come. God loved you and he still does. He has never given up on you. Even the times you felt like giving up on yourself, even the times you have given up on yourself, even the times that you felt like there is no hope, God had hope for you. I love this alternate kid said, walk like Jesus walked in every way. Be a perfect representation of him. WWJD should be WDJD. What did Jesus do? Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Jesus gave us an example. There's just a simple question. What are we going to, what are we going to do with it? Right now let's just get, let's get real raw here. Some of you grew up with people around you who said they were Christians and man, they just sucked and how they treated each other and how they treated you and how they spoke about people behind closed doors. I saw a lot of that when I was young, which is why I didn't even become a believer until I was like 24 years old. I'm 46 now. So I was like 24 years old. Like make no mistake. The church is filled with hypocrites, liars, sinners, right? Because that's why we need Jesus. But the difference is Jesus' death covering the sin isn't a license for us to keep living like that. Like I said at the beginning of this, hopefully my mic was on. I don't think people hung in for 25 minutes. I think the mic went out for about five minutes there. I don't think people hung in for 25 minutes of silence. That would be ridiculous. I love you guys, but I wouldn't watch me for that long in silence for sure. Um, (laughs) So thank you again to alternate kids for showing me that the mic had gone out. But like I said at the beginning of this, you know, as I was reading through this and Paul saying, don't, don't make immoral choices. Don't, don't have foul language. Don't do stuff. Like I said, my wife and I, we felt this conviction last week where like we, you know, we own the game cards against humanity and subserve pack. And we, we just kind of really felt like God put on our heart. We're like, these aren't things we would say or do in conversation with people, right? Like if it's something that you're embarrassed about doing publicly, if it's something you wouldn't do in public, if it's something you don't think is appropriate for kids or, or for normal conversations then it's probably not something that should be played as a game either. So we were like, oh, time time to not play it anymore. Time to bounce it. Alternate Kid said this, the biggest killer of the church is hypocrisy and evil tongue. You don't even have to be a missionary because people are drawn to the light if you're actually being the light. Ooh, preach. Isn't that true, though? Those of you that are, that are watching and not commenting, the, I've said this before. Jesus has never turned anyone away from Jesus, right? Jesus... Jesus, people who say, I don't want to believe in church. I don't want, I'm not going to follow Jesus. That's not because of anything Jesus did. All Jesus ever did was lovingly, honestly show people a way out of the mess that this world has created. Jesus, and Jesus showed us a perfect example of how to live and how to love one another. We're the reason. And, 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 <sighs> I don't want to say this for to a certainty, like because I've said before, Christians are the reason that people hate church, not uh, not non-Christians. But the reality is, we do get influenced by people who don't know God. We do get influenced. The world right now is heavily influenced by a bunch of stuff. I said this last week, and I say it with no remorse and no reservation. If men would step up and be the men that God created them to be, the world would be in a much better place. Now, listen, I, the same goes for women. 
Let me, let me say what I mean by this because I'm a man. I want to call out me and other men. If men lovingly devoted themselves to their wives, then their children would see an example of loving devotion from a man who's supposed to be a leader of his home. They would see a way to properly love and care for your spouse if men would step up and do that. That failure has been going on since the beginning of the fall when Adam and Eve were in the garden and Adam saw this evil snake talking to his wife and did nothing about it, said nothing, just watched it happen. Adam, right there with a near shot, heard Satan lying to Eve, knowing full well that God told Adam exactly the truth. He's hearing the lie. And he sat silent and said nothing. And then when Eve took the fruit and offered it to her husband, he said nothing before she took a bite and he said nothing when she gave it to him. If men would be the men God created us to be, the world would be in a better place. What did God create men to be? Well, he said, ruler over the planet, the animals, the earth, like be fruitful, multiply. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to... I heard an awesome uh, explanation the other day. Somebody said, when God said that, he was saying to Adam and Eve, expand the garden. Expand the garden, right? Be fruitful, multiply. Take what's perfect right here and show it, grow it to the rest of the world. Man was created to have dominion over everything except for one thing, each other. Yet we spend our whole lives trying to lord power over one. Man, this is a call to you as I wrap this up. Show your kids how to love by loving your wife. Show the world how to love by loving your wife and your kids. Show the world God's love by loving the world the way God did. We're in the world, not of the world, right? Those are cool, churchy things to say, but what does it mean? What it means is this. Paul said it. While we were still enemies, God sent Christ to die for us. While we were helpless and could do nothing about it. Meaning when there's nothing in it for you, give love. When there's nothing you could gain, love somebody. When somebody has wronged us, let's show the example of forgiveness. When somebody has hurt us, let's show the example of mercy. Uh, let's see. Alternate kids said the comments too long to fill on the screen, but it says man seeks a wife because woman was taken from him out, uh, out of his side. He is missing peace and needs to be filled. Mankind was in the presence of God. Man seeks a wife because I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I love that. Um, but I'm going to kind of push back just with, um, what Genesis says, right? Was that, um, God created a companion for Adam, but there wasn't a suitable one. Right. So like Adam was like, Oh, there's not a companion that's suitable, right? God's like, there's not a companion suitable for what you need, Adam. So God put him to sleep, made woman from him. So there you go. Um, and it says, then when they sinned in Eden, uh, now all people naturally have a desire to seek God, the approachable light to fill what was missing. And when they see what they're missing, true godly light, they'll instantly want that light for themselves. Yes. I love that. And it kind of goes back, you know, to, to what Paul was saying, right? With us, seeking the light, right? Awake, O sleeper. When he quoted, he says, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. I love that. Marriage to a woman is becoming one, being made whole again. Marriage to God is becoming one with God, being made whole again. We seek what we are missing, but if you claim you have the missing piece and you give a man a tree, he'll say, no, that's not it. You show the light, but it's a false light. They see it's not the missing piece and they turn away. That is so great. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. And there's some great knowledge. 
Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. What does a light do? A light shines on the direction you're supposed to go. Think about it in a storm. There's a what house for boats to follow their way in? A lighthouse. Uh, when a plane is coming in, there are lights to guide them in. If we just think of practical things, lights do a couple things. One, they illuminate the path. Two, they show you the way through the darkness. There you go. Friends, here's the deal. Be like your father. Maybe not your earthly one. If your earthly one set a great example, then I'm sure there are some great things you can imitate there. But as Paul calls us, be like our Father in heaven because we are his dear children. He loves us. May God bless you. May he draw you near to him. May your eyes and ears and heart be receptive to God's word in your life. If something I said today uh, caused a feeling of discomfort or conviction, ask God to reveal to you what it is that needs to be broken and discarded inside of you. Ask God to reveal whatever it is that's causing you to be apart from him and to draw you closer. I hope that he blesses you and protects and provides for you and your family, not only today, but for the days to come. I thank you guys so much for tuning in. Love you all. Uh, I will see you tomorrow. We do this Monday through Friday, usually between 7.30 and 8.30 a.m. We've been getting a late start these last couple days. Sorry about that, gang. But uh, thank you so much. Love you. Uh, thank you so much, Alternate Kids, for your comments, for jumping in there. Uh, God bless you. I appreciate you so much. Uh, and uh, I will look forward to seeing you, hopefully, tomorrow, guys. See you then. And uh, there we go.